talking about what's new with Los Angeles Clippers. There's always so much to discuss. Let's jump right in. It's LA Clips Forum. It's LA Clips Forum with Jesse and Brian. Welcome to the LA Clips Forum. My name is Brian Andrew. We have our beloved Clippers mate back. Jesse, how are you doing? Doing pretty good. How are you doing? I feel like it's been a while since we talked. Yeah, and it's funny because now you're using something where I can't see your face anymore. So I legit, I don't think I've seen your face since we went to the USC game together, like way back in October. Dude, that's been a while now. Yeah, Yeah. sorry. Uh, Unfortunately, I don't have a webcam right now on my computer. Uh, I just... I just got this bad boy, made it myself, assembled it. That was fun. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't use my laptop right now. <laughs> this is but, kind of in my main driver now. And so when I when I said, "Hey Jesse, are you available this week?" He says, "I'm only available if we get the man, the czar, Jake <laughs> Barnes on the episode." And I said, "All right, we'll do it." You know, you you know, you don't have to push me to do it. So, Jake, how you doing? What's up, everybody? Uh, back at it. One game back at the first seed. Uh, I, I didn't tell you it was going to happen, but we kind of told you it was going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I feel like this is going to work like a Quentin Tarantino movie because I feel like like we should start with what's happened recently and then we'll probably backtrack into some of the stuff that's happened earlier in, earlier last week. But uh, so the Thunder lost to the Pistons today. You know, uh, the Pistons used their uh, the Detroit used their one win on a regular season game for the Pistons and not the Lions today. Uh, but uh, so now we're officially one game behind OKC and, and Minnesota. And we have the same amount of losses now. They've only they played two more games in the, than us and they won both those games. But we're officially one game behind. It's interesting how the percentages work because the Nuggets are a half game behind Minnesota and OKC, but they're the fourth seed behind us because we have a higher winning percentage right now. Yeah, it's weird. <laughs> uh, so, but we have one less loss than the Nuggets right now. Uh, so if, if you're keeping up, just you know we're in the top three seeds. People have been constantly saying that we need to be a top three seed. We are putting ourselves in a really good position right now. We are... 2-0 on this road trip. We have three winnable games coming up. Even if we come out flat against the Cavs tomorrow, we have the Pistons and the Wizards this week. Hopefully we do our job and not do what the Thunder did today. But that's that. That is the conclusion of what just happened yesterday and what happened yesterday. And if you listen to this on Monday, what happened on Saturday we beat possibly the best team in the NBA. Not just beat them. We dominated the Boston Celtics in Boston on Saturday. Bef- just to get some context, they didn't have KP. We didn't have Zoo. And I know you're like, well, KP's 10 times the player than Zoo is. Sure, but they both play the same position. We were both out. We were both missing our starting centers for the most part. So we were, you know, other people had to step up and yeah. So whoever wants to take this one for, you know, Jake, how do you feel after the Boston win? Um, Seriously, after the Boston win, that, that is like the win that solidified my belief. And like, this is it, <laughs> you know, this is probably the best team 
that the Clippers have probably ever assembled. Um, I, I think with like even James going two for 11, but being like a plus 36 or something like that, crazy. Um, mm. And, you know, as much as people get on James about his defense, it's really not that bad. Like it's he's, not. He stays in front of shifty guards sometimes because he's like, I like to say this word when I'm playing in real life, but like, like flat footed. Mm-hmm. And he like to bounce with like bouncy guards that kind of get on like you know go left right and stuff. He kind of stays planted firm, plays great defense. Like for what you know for what James Harden is known for, um, PG with the groin strain and still coming out and playing and saying he's gonna play and putting his foot forward and Kawhi leading by example. There's no you know no better. There's no better than that. I would we're we're currently. Five and zero of our, in our last five games, and I would probably even say, like going back to the Nets game and us uh, and some of these, and like you know, even going back earlier in the month, there's been periods of times where the the big three have not had their best game, you know, and we've still pulled it off. We still put things together. Um, I'm not here like receipt pulling, but you know, there was a lot of um, chatter when the Harden move was made that we lost all of our length, all of our wings, which was true. And we felt like, you know, our team was a little bit more shallow now and we weren't as deep and that was going to cost us. But we, we lost zoo and we're still managing to play against some of these lengthy teams. And could, and I would say kudos to the Clippers for stepping up and, we should get the zoo back maybe by mid February, hopefully. Uh, but Jesse, how do you feel after the Boston win? I, I think uh, Jake really just hit it on the nail. Like it was beautifully worded. It was like a haiku, pretty much. But uh, <clears throat> you know, to to well, to your point that you were saying, and you know, there were a lot of things that were kind of wonky in the beginning, right? Where we did lose some length, but we got some. We got. We got Thais, you know, from after he got released, he was able to sign with us. He he added some much needed help for us. And then obviously Ty Lu going away from his wonky lineups. Finally, we finally saw some stability. And just over time, you know, they start to gel. Like what was it? Zoo and Harden doing late, like late, late, late practice, so you can kind of get a feel for where Zoo wants the ball. Mm-hmm. You know, those type of things needed to be worked out, wrinkled. Uh, those wrinkles needed to be worked out, and we're seeing the fruits of it. I mean, Jake said for him it was the Boston game. To me, it was a Nets game because that they had every reason just to give up. And the big three showed up, and it was a cohesive team. And for Ty Lue's point, he, he coached well. I, I would say we – using the Nets game as an example, we've done really well in the fourth quarter. Like, like we've like, there's been games where through three quarters, we're not looking too good or something like that. But then we, 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 I guess the cliche is we flip a switch (laughs) and all of a sudden we're, we're getting on these runs in the fourth quarter or, you know, we're stopping other runs, you know what I mean? Uh, You know, the, the Lakers game wasn't entirely pretty, but, we we got the job done. But yeah, going back to that Nets game, it's interesting because it was my wife's birthday. We we're in Big Bear. I'm like watching on my phone and throughout and I'm keeping an eye on it. And 
uh, I'm like, you know what? Like, all right, there's five minutes left. The Clippers could still pull this off. But then, uh, so my wife was snowboarding. I didn't want to snowboard. <laughs> so I'm just like chilling in the lounge. And then she's like, hey, I'm done. So I go meet her. And then I bring her back to the lounge. And in literally like three and a half minutes, I check my phone. And the Clippers were up by like 17 points. Or not 17, but they, they went on like a 17-0 run. And I was like, what? <laughs> and so the first thing I did when I came home was like, you know, I was like, all right, and let me just, let me check this out. So I rewatched the fourth quarter and it just looks so easy. And it just feels like everyone's clicking. Everyone knows the rule. The one person that I feel like I would say some games looks like he knows his role, but in other games he doesn't is Russell. You know, Russell sometimes, you know, um, is trying to make things happen when maybe he shouldn't have to. But this has been impressive. In this stretch, we we try to come back against the Timberwolves. We didn't. We lost that game. But since then, we beat the Thunder. We came back uh, against the Nets. We beat the Lakers. Yes, Lakers didn't have LeBron. Uh, we beat the Raptors on the road, and we beat the Celtics on the road. We have the Cavaliers coming up, the Wizards, and we play the Pistons, and then we have a back-to-back -back next weekend. This is the first time that I actually was like, oh, I expect the Clippers to do certain. And even if they come out flat, I still expect the Clippers to win, you know, in certain games. And I'll get you guys' thoughts on this because I know there's the cliché. But I, I think it's just an interesting thing is, like, if the Clippers stay healthy, how are you feeling about this team entering the playoffs? I'll start with Jesse. I think we can win it all. I don't, I don't there's not a doubt, like, a doubt in my mind that this team cannot win a championship. When they are fully clicking and playing like they are in this stretch of game, or a stretch of season, I should say. They're just proving us wrong on every everything we thought this team could not do with James Harden, they're doing. Everyone thought that James Harden was going to want the ball constantly, and he's going to want to score, and he hasn't done that. He's not – He, I think he's scoring the least per possession on the team. I thought there was a fact on that. I was listening to, like, a podcast. Um, <laughs> I think it was basketball thinking. Um and they're also pointing out, you know, it was just interesting. They were just pointing out, like, that Kawhi and PG are just more than willing to play off ball. And that's what they want, <laughs> it seems like. Yeah, I, I would say me, me and Jake, and then I think we brought you in eventually, Jesse, before we got James Harden. A lot of people were looking at some of the off-court stuff and then, and then kind of remembering who – Houston James Harden was in a way but like if you were watching Philadelphia James Harden it was playmaker get everyone else set up get Joel Embiid his buckets and stuff like that and then if I need to I'll pull up and you know do my step back three midi stuff like that like he could score but he didn't have to score last year with Philadelphia I felt like and then it it, it seems like I when we were when I, when we were advocating a trade for him, me and Jay were like, "No, nah, I don't." I don't think a lot of people were like, "He is a really damn good facilitator." 
Like he doesn't need to be a top two scoring option on this team. He's top three right now, but he doesn't need to be that. Kawhi and Paul George could be that. He just needs to facilitate, and the fact that but teams still need to respect him offensively because he can score is that's the gravity that I think we wish we would have had with John Wall, and we thought we had with Reggie Jackson in that third year. But yeah, Jake. Um. I mean, I'm, I'm going to go on for sure a record and say, like, as, as far as James Harden goes, we got one of the best playmakers of all time to play with us. Like, it's not close. It's, it's, we probably got one. I mean, what? He's like top 10 scoring, top three in three point shooting. And I'm sure he's like top 15 in assists all time. Mm-hmm. You know? And also, I believe top 10 triple doubles all time. Yeah, like, I think so. Not it's not close, bro. Like we just paired two scores with someone that can get them the ball all the time. And I think that was like the most important part was these guys were vocal for years on they needed a point guard. They went and they got them probably the most prolific point guard next to Steph Curry in the last 10 years. You could say Russ too. I mean, they went to go get Russ too. So mm-hmm. in all actualities. I believe this team can absolutely win. I actually just placed my Vegas bet like uh, <laughs> Thursday. I believe I placed it on Thursday. Um, I, I think they can win. I think they got to be healthy, of course, but it's just so hard for me to see a team try to game plan for these guys knowing that. I mean, James Harden has become more pass first um, this year than he was last year. Even last year, he was kind of like, you know, still looking for sh- shots. But, I mean – he can still do that. He's shown it. He's mm-hmm. shown levels like of little explosive scoring like bunches. And it's kind of funny to me because I feel like there's there's times where it, you know, obviously his game will, will be like 18 points, 22 points, 23 points, but he'll have these little moments of like eight point bursts by himself. Does that make mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. Like he'll go on his own 80 run. And that's the kind of stuff that like you just you just I mean, you, anybody that's played ball knows if you've got a hooper out there and he go get eight straight on you, like, there's nothing you could do about it. You know, <laughs> that's it. And someone who I feel like, I think this might become a debate, and uh, I, I want to ask you guys who your opinion is on this. Uh, who has, who is the fourth most important player on this team? And uh, I'll ask you first, Jake. I'm going to go with, uh, I want to say Zubats, bro. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as they put Zoo in that pick and roll, opens up the floor so much. He's been great at hitting the short roll passes. And uh, I know right now it doesn't really show that he's like our fourth best player because obviously they're still winning. But, I mean, like the other night when we played the Lakers, I believe we had to go small because Tice and uh, Plumlee only had like one field goal combined. Something like that, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like that's just that that it's not acceptable. Like a zoo, just and he's actually like one of the best defensive bigs in the league. So absolutely, yeah. We, I mean, he definitely holds us to like another standard. Makes it makes them harder to beat. I'd probably say zoo myself. Uh, Jesse, do you have uh, a different opinion? No, I I would I would 100 agree with zoo mainly because. Uh, I will answer differently, pointing out why I don't think Terrence Mann is. I think Terrence Mann's under uh, ten, Terrence Mann understands his role, 
and that he's just there to play defense, essentially. I mean, we can use him offensively. It'll be great, but he's just there for a luxury at some point. He's like our Avery Bradley, I feel, at, at this point, with how deadly of an option it is with Kawhi, PG, and James Harden with Zoo's pick and roll. Uh, you know what? <laughs> yeah, he is our point of attack defender. He does help uh, Kawhi and Paul George not have to guard the best player always. <laughs> uh, calling him Avery Bradley, I feel like is a little disrespectful, but <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not. Uh, I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to die on a hill and say you're wrong either. <laughs> you know, I would say that uh, Terrence Mann is a little bit more untouchable at the trade market according than Avery Bradley was, but. Uh, uh, I I would say um, he's probably not as important as you, but I would say number five would probably have to be Norm. The fact that he goes on those streaky streaks when he streaky streaks, streaky streaks. I don't know that doesn't sound okay. Whatever he goes on the streaks when he comes off the bench. Uh, he just feels like his catch and shoot, uh, especially in the corner. I think I saw something he was over seventy percent for on corner threes. Uh. You know, being the fact that like defenses shouldn't be leaving them open, but they still do for the most part. But eventually, teams are gonna have to absolutely respect that. And once they respect that, it's it's like it's 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 game over for you know our big three. You know, and I know it's the cliche of us staying healthy. You know, but I just feel like for us to feel comfortable throughout the playoffs, everyone needs to play. Everyone does, but. Uh, I don't know. It's just the team's really good. You know, we we do we still have a couple months left. A lot could happen in a couple months, you know. But right now, this last week of January, like I'm extremely high on this team, and I would honestly say, even if the anvil fell, you know, if something bad happened, uh, where we lost a player to an injury or something like that, I would still even maybe go on record that. This is currently the best Clippers team was that was ever assembled. You know, like I, I might even go on record and say that. Not close. Now, is there any of those Chris Paul teams that you felt like were close or that? Well, we won like 15 straight in January. Like we were tailing the Miami Heat's like uh, record. <laughs> yeah. Same time, that team there. Do you think they're better than this team? No, I think they tell them. I just, there's no way like I would have. Put them against each other in a series like this team is blowing that team out the water. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna ask you guys this because I asked this to Domo and Trent last week. Another week has gone by. I feel like Russ has played well. Do you feel there's any way Russ is on the trade block at all going into February? And I asked them to give me a percentage. I believe uh one of them gave me like a ten to fifteen percent. That's only if Russ wanted to get traded. And I think someone gave me like, I don't know, even like 2% or something like that. Um, so is there any percentage of a chance that Russ gets traded in February? Uh, Jesse. I don't think so. Um, I just haven't heard any rumors that's going on around the league that's looking for a player like Russ. You know, he's, he's a little bit older. Yeah, his contract's friendly, but... Same time, if you're making a move for Russ, you're making a move because you need him for possibly a starting role. And I can't I can't think of a team, I haven't heard of a team that's looking for a player like Russ. Fair. Jake? 
Um, it all depends. I mean, I don't want to even say like 20% or something, but I do think it depends on if there's a deal out there that the Clippers just cannot refuse. Like one, one thing's for sure. I mean, I hope people know, like they're not done. You know what I'm saying? Like they're, they're not comfortable with the team the way it is right now. Like, yes, they're winning, but they're always looking to upgrade the team. And I fully expect to them to like upgrade it next week or what the week of the eighth or whatever. Right. Yeah, the, I have an addition. Um, what, what day is the trade deadline officially this year? It's 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 really it's coming up. Coming up, so it have to be. I mean, Ru- I I really do think if they got rid of Russ, it would hurt like the morale in the locker room. Because mm-hmm. uh, like he is like vocal for them, you know. They kind of need that because our guys are mutes, but <laughs> but um, mm-hmm. it have to be a deal that like is too good to pass up. And they would have to include his salary to like make it go forward. I think I think that's only that that's kind of where I'm at is that I don't think they would actively try to trade Russ, but if they have a deal that they like and they need his how much does he make? It makes about three three and a half something like that. If they needed that extra boost to get it done, I wouldn't be surprised if they did. I think they would probably look to trade Amir Coffee before they trade Russ. And he makes a similar amount of money, but I, that's, that's, yeah. So it's February 8th, uh, noon Pacific time, the NBA trade deadline. So like, honestly, it's next week. <laughs> like, yeah. so it's sneaking up. We'll probably do an episode, uh, the, the night of the trade deadline, if the Clippers make a significant deal, uh, and significant, it could, it could still be on the margins. I think a, a move on the margins still significant, but, uh, anything that I think adds to the rotation will probably warrant an, an episode that night. Uh, but I don't know. It could just be like a salary dump. I do think PJ Tucker is going to move. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if it's 12.05 and P.J. Tucker is still doing shoe specials on the Clippers Instagram, you know? So, yeah. uh, all right. Problem for you. Yeah, what's up? Bones Highland. Uh, like, what's the percentage you guys think that he's going to be here past the deadline? It's interesting. If you told me in October, I would have said his percentage is less than Russ. Because I was always under the impression, always under the impression that Bones was the contingency plan if the the three stars couldn't resign or didn't come back. Right now that Kawhi locked down his deal, I would probably say his percentage is higher than Russ, and I'm putting him around thirty five, forty percent. He might get traded. I I don't. But it's also one of those things where it's not like his contract is huge. He only makes like $2 million or something like that. So I I think it would be something on the lines that he's added to a deal. Like if you're trying to move off PJ and you, you need to trade a young asset. Because I, I, I thought if you were to ask me, Brandon Boston and PJ together is what is the combo, right? It's getting rid of PJ, but you're throwing Brandon Boston, a, a young player, as a sweetener. But it might be that a team wants more and it ends up being Bones, and if the, it takes Bones to get it done, yeah, I'd say it's around 35 40% that he might get traded. 
Like he's one of our probably our best asset to trade if we want to improve this team. And let's not pretend like I know a lot of people want to look to the future, but this team's not built for the future. <laughs> it's it's built for trying to win it this year. So, uh, yeah. How about you, Jesse? What were you at on Bones? I mean, I think there was rumors earlier that Clippers are trying to make a move for Bones, right? So you can have more involved like involvement in the team like they're just doing right by him yeah, that might be i think i think Woj tweeted it out so like that it wasn't recent but like beginning of the season at some point there was a Woj tweet that they were looking to move bones island so uh i wouldn't be surprised if that's still in their plan so probably 50 percent. i'll go with that all right what would be everybody's ideal trade deadline in terms of players moved i'm not gonna say the player we get you can say a player you think we get but i'll say type of player we get for the move and then so what would be your ideal trade deadline uh next week jake um we need like serious length like pause but we need we need some serious serious length like um a forward preferably like Amir is great, but he's still like a two three. You know, yeah. we need a three four. Like we need a three four. Uh, yeah. I don't I hate to go into like the tangent of names, but like there's always PJ Washington, Dorian Finney Smith, um <clears throat> Denny Avdia. Sorry, Denny Avdia mm-hmm. one. Um, but I mean anybody that can help surplus that like six eight, six nine forward position, and that's not a bum. You know what I'm saying? There you go. That's that's yeah. That's serviceable. Like I'm not asking him to be a, a fire starter. He don't got to be uh, Aaron Gordon or whatever. He just has to be serviceable. Yeah, I think uh, this team. I think I saw a tweet recently. I forgot who it was, um, but they mentioned that we could still technically get a player that's worth around twenty million dollars. But I don't think we would because that would completely gut the team. I think we could get a player around 10 to 15 million, you know? Uh, I think ideally the team would want to get someone around six to seven. But uh, all right, so you want to get one of those players. Uh, ideally, what is the players that would not be on the roster February 9th, Jake? Um, Bones Highland, PJ Tucker. Okay. Um, and Amir Coffee, which it sucks, but like you know, he's playing himself into a bigger role somewhere else. Or or if not that, he's showcasing that he's more than just an NBA twelfth man, eleventh man. And and that's I think that's the double edge situation is if we brought a forward with length, then that's now taking Amir Coffee spot. Amir Coffee has proven he could be a stretch forward i don't want to call him a stretch four he's just a guard playing four you know but uh that would take his minutes by playing that new stretch four or four whatever we get but at the same time it would be ideal just in case you know we have another injury we could just pull him your coffee off the bench and have him fill in you know he is i'm not saying the perfect sub for when paul george needs to sit or Kawhi needs to sit but he's a solid start you know what i mean um 
Whereas maybe the stretch for, or I don't know why I keep saying stretch, but the the the, the power forward we get, uh, may not fulfill that spot in the starting lineup as easily. Uh, how about you, Jesse? What would be your ideal trade deadline scenario? Well, I have a couple questions right now because I'm not too sure if they're even tradable at this moment right now. Okay. But is what about Daniel Thais and um? And uh, Mason Plumley, because I know Mason Plumley signed a contract beginning believe, of, uh, last believe, season, right? I, I believe they're both tradable. They're both tradable now. Yeah. So, <clears throat> given Zeus situation, if he's one hundred percent, I feel like at that point there's a little bit of redundancy in that position, right? So I think there is where we'll probably gut, along with a young player or probably Patriot Tucker. I don't know why. Um, possibly make a move for a wing because I, I personally think i agree with you guys it'll be a wing because we do need size yeah we but could just... get, we could get an undersized point guard if you want <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense though mason i think it's like a five million dollar deal right yeah mason mason would actually uh like if we traded pj mason and let's say bones or brandon boston that's like a 17 million dollar player you see, like I don't, I don't want them to go overboard with ta- like, how can like, I kind of want to keep the three big man because like, what if we have to play Jokic? You know what I'm saying? And it'd be mm-hmm. nice to give Jokic like different looks. You know, one like stretch big and Tice, like the more athletic vertical type, and uh, Mason, and then like you know a grounded big center, traditional center and zoo. That's how I would like it, but like. I know they would kind of be like, yo, F that, bro. We just <laughs> we just go four, uh, three guards, two forwards, and call it a wrap. You know, that's like I lose. Yeah. I, and the and the thing is, like, cause a part of me is like like you, like you said, I want to keep all three because of those situations. Like this current situation we're in now, I'm glad we have Mason and, and Daniel Tice. But at the same time, Jesse's right, you know, like we technically don't need all three. And if the the power forward we get back could at least play some center minutes if for a reason zoo got hurt or something like that then maybe we could work it out you know what i mean it's 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 it's, it's, it's i don't know like it's bring back marcus morris and you call it a wrap <laughs> right like you know the what was it the he got the key to philadelphia you know give him the key to los angeles um all right, all right. So you're saying get a wing, and you're thinking for sure. I think everyone is in agreement that PJ would not be on the team, and then you would trade Mason as well, probably. Yeah, <laughs> Unless it is in the Clippers' plan, just that they got him mainly for his Clipper stories. You can do with the shoes, but uh, uh, he he's not on an expiring contract, so I'm not gonna lie. I'm absolutely surprised that every three weeks there's a story that like the bucks or the Suns or some other teams interested in him because i'm like well, i don't know what they're interested in <laughs> so, so it's not like he's on an expiring contract there was that rumor that the wizards would take him in and they would buy him out but then they're technically buying him out for two years or buying him out for two years worth of money right so i don't i don't unless like he just wants to play and he's tired of this i don't know why 38-year-old P.J. Tucker would, you know, 
not want all $22 million of his contract. You know what I mean? So, like, I, it's one of those things. He's already got a ring. If I was him, I'd be like, hey, you know, just let me sit on the bench then. You know, I'm going get to get paid to show up the practice and chat with uh, Bones Highland on the bench. You know, that's, you know, I'm, it's. But if he wants to play and another team's interested and it has to go through the Wizards or the Hornets or Portland or something, then yeah. But I I think for me, ideally, the best case scenario of this trade deadline is just get rid of P.J. Tucker without giving up a draft pick. But that means we have to trade Bones or we have to trade uh, Brandon Boston. I think I'm officially in the camp where I'm like, if the Brandon Boston thing hasn't worked to this point, then it's probably not going to work. Uh, he, I, I like him. I was, uh, I, I appreciate his game, but the the Clippers organization is just not designed for a developmental project like that. I'm just gonna be real about it. So, Brandon Boston. PJ Tucker, and then either it opens up a roster spot so we could find someone on the buyout market, uh, or we get someone back who's a wing or something like that. Uh, but that would be my ideal situation, I guess. Next week, it's just PJ's off the team, <laughs> you know. Like, I'm pretty sure PJ's out of here, like, pretty 99.7%. Oh, yeah. I, I'm I'm kind of in the I'm like seventy five percent because I still think they they might just have a difficult time convincing a team to do it. Now I'm I'll, I'm honestly not against you know Steve Ballmer, you know he's the richest owner in the league. He could just buy him out too. <laughs> you know what I mean? So uh, there's that scenario as well. It's not like I I wouldn't be scared if he went to the Suns. You know so. Um. There's that too. Like if they can't move him at the deadline, I wouldn't be surprised if like two to three days later he, the bomber just bought him out. Now, if Tucker is like he he does stay though, like he is for sure playing in the playoffs. I hope people know this. So so what makes you say that? And uh I, I'm not in a disagreement with you. I'm just like, wor- I'm just worried about it. <laughs> the streets gotta know. If if push comes to shove. We in a tight series, two to two. He's playing like Ty Lue is rolling him out there for sure. I hope I know this. It's <laughs> a PJ Tucker. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you think if it's if it gets to the point where you know an NBA series is tight, people are playing rough, people are playing tough, and they're like, we need hey, Tucker our, will be we, in the game. He will sub in at two forty four in the first quarter. You think so? And I wouldn't mind putting PJ in there just to get, you know, some some someone on our team in Falcho. You know, you're like, you know, send look to the line, you know, who cares? Or whoever we're playing. I guarantee you he will be playing against the Nuggets in the Western Conference Finals. Like I guarantee I could bro, I could guarantee it right now. Guarantee. hundred you know, percent sure. Oh man, you're scaring you're scaring you're scaring our fans. <laughs> it's not, it's not I, even about like, we just gotta keep it real. He has experience. He's an old head. He's a vet. It says Ty Lue all over him. This is less yeah. about the player than it is about the coach. Ty Lue going to play him. All right. You think so? Okay. Uh, well. We'll make a bet. I hope not. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll make a bet. PG Tucker's on this team. All right. And we get to the playoffs, and he plays. You got to give Jake something. So, okay. So, let's see here. 
uh, the loser has to get a Josh Primo jersey or <laughs> like, <let's see>. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. There you go. Perfect. <laughs> uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me, let me, let me take a look at this real quick. Cause we, we need to have a decent idea. So the, the season ends on April 14th on April 15th. Me and Jesse will decide. I mean, not me and Jesse, me and Jake will decide if Josh Primo I'm not judging. <laughs> <laughs> Me and Jake will decide if PJ Tucker will get like okay. It doesn't count as garbage minutes, right? I'm talking in game minutes, real minutes for <laughs> real minutes. Okay, Bro, I'm a hundred percent positive, like a hundred thousand. Uh, I'm not a hundred percent positive, and I to to uh, to bring the basketball gods down to earth a little bit. I'm gonna have to take the side if he doesn't play. Also. Uh, on April fifteenth, we'll decide. Now, if he gets traded, then I guess this is off the table. No one buys a Josh Primo jersey. <laughs> but oh. on April fifteenth, on April, and the, we have to wear it to a game. <laughs> is, that, is, that, is that a stipulation, or we yes. just need to purchase it? <laughs> no, no, you guys got to wear it at a game for sure. Okay. That's beautiful. I like that. Remember a playoff game, and I, I got, I got to take a picture too for the social too. I'll just take a picture, of you guys. Oh. Okay. Dude, Je- Jesse, Brian, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> we're gonna play. If he, I'm telling you right now, we're gonna be in a two-two series. The big guys aren't working. Zoo not go, not doing great against Jokic. They found, figured something out. Time we're gonna say, you know what? <laughs> PJ, you're, you're convincing me because <laughs> go rub up the Joker. I'm not. But- there the, the was a moment last year or something like that, or earlier this year, where PJ actually kind of like, yeah, he did uh, good. De- he defended Joker pretty well. <laughs> Dude, I'm telling you, he just made the situation, and he's talking into existence. It's gonna be that game. No, it's happening. Like this is how, ha- and it's gonna be in Denver, Game Five in Denver, something like that. Jake's writing the script right now. He's writing the script for Adam Silver right now. No, the script is how the Clippers lose. Dude, I need right now for PJ Tucker to get traded on the eighth right now because Jake Jake's not wrong. They were in trouble in an earlier series. Like if we play Minnesota. Oh, uh, you think so? Oh, if we play Minnesota, Tyler going freak. So so like, so a part of me feels like I should put a pause. I know this is going to sound soft, but I should put a pause on this because, like, if Mason Plumley got traded next week, then I feel like, yeah, for sure, PJ might actually play some playoff minutes. <laughs> but I feel like with the three bigs we have, plus a potential new wing, maybe, I don't think it has to happen. Yeah, but he has championship experience. I wrong move. bro. All right. So, so I'll bring it up since I'm the one who's being soft about Jake. Right. Do you want to do you want to do you want to do this now? Loser has to buy a Josh Primo jersey or do you want to wait till after the deadline to I know I'm winning this. I know. I'm winning this. <laughs> okay. Right now, uh I'm shaking your hand via Zoom. I want to shake his hand. I want to shake his hand. <laughs> Virtual handshake. You guys I know. Okay, we're in a city and it's close. Ty Lu is not waiting to press the piece. He, he'll press it before he presses the Terrence Mann button. I... <laughs> Dude, the, this pod, this podcast is because you know what? Like, I know not everyone listens to this podcast, Dude. <laughs> so someone's gonna see me in a Josh Primo jersey, <laughs> in, like next fall. 
I'm not gonna lie. When Jake described the scenario, I got shivers down my spine. <laughs> Dude, I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm not gonna lie to you. I was like, no, he's not gonna play. He's not gonna play. I felt and, it. And, I was and, like and then and then all of a sudden he started breaking it down. He's like, all right, yo, kids, the other three are not playing well. It's a two-two series. He's tried everything. Nothing's worked. And then PJ Tucker's uh, fat ass is just gonna start just like going to the the scores. <laughs> no, 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 no. It's gonna be like he's back. <laughs> In a series where like. They need Kawhi to play more on the offensive side of the basketball. He's got to go to Carl Anthony Towns. Who else is going to throw out the bar Carl Towns? P.J. Tucker, bro. <laughs> Push him. Throw him a head off the ball. Oh, Christ. Oh, all right. Lord you- Frank. Lord Frank, my brother of Christ. I need you to trade P.J. Tucker next week. <laughs> save Ty Lue, please. <laughs> save, 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 save me. Lord <laughs> Frank, if you can hear me. <laughs> save us, Lord Frank. <laughs> That was okay. <laughs> I walked into that one. I okay. So right. hopefully, hopefully we could explain the context a little better toward toward the toward the playoffs. So people are like, oh yeah, when Brian wears that Josh Primo jersey, he's just not a he's just not good because we might have single handedly canceled our podcast <laughs> the last five minutes. All right. But you know what? I'm gonna say this right now. That Josh Primo jersey on Jake's gonna hit. <laughs> Man, this is not funny until you really see and we're like in the Western Conference Finals. And, damn. I'm gonna. You know what? The funny thing is, as long as we hey, if I get that jersey in time, I'll wear it to the parade. <laughs> if, PJ, if PJ Tucker goes in there and plays the best damn five minutes of his life against Jokic, uh, sign me up. I'll it, sign it's just gonna me be, up. It's going to be just Jake and I just talking, and you're just like on the float <laughs> <laughs> with that jersey on. <laughs> Dude, but I swear to God, if PJ Tucker goes in there and drops a minus 12 in, in the playoffs, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> I bet you he's going to play good and keep playing. <laughs> He's gonna he he literally seems like the type of guy who's gonna get that zero plus minus and like see I told you and then he's gonna have that more score. It's like hey dude I'm the one with the best plus plus minus or whatever. I need to get proficient with Photoshop so I can use that uh Playboy Cardi he's back song. <laughs> Make a video for it. So. It's a, it's the it's the Clay Thompson uh, uh theme. but it's just PJ Tucker in the middle of the second quarter. The listeners know like it's going down. It's going down, bro. Yeah. I, I think we should throw out a, a poll. I think this is poll worthy worthy on Twitter. Let's see what okay. people say, dude. I think that's really okay. Good. All right. Yeah. Uh when I release the episode in the next morning or afternoon, I'll release the poll. Yeah. And dude. see what people say. I, I'm curious what they'll say. Oh uh, yeah. Uh <laughs> before before we wrap this up, uh did you think Kawhi got snubbed from the All Star starters? Anybody? Or do you do you feel like all right? Who would you have replaced? Kevin Durant got to get out of there, but I mean LeBron not even in the playoffs. Like LeBron, <laughs> it was LeBron, I love LeBron. Bro's not even in the playoffs, so you know what I'm saying. Like, and then KD, like, cry me a river. You know, like it's not even close. Now I know LeBron was one of the leading vote getters, so I, I feel like that played a huge part in it. Uh, so, but, but, uh, I do believe, uh, 
Kawhi did get snubbed. He couldn't play that, you know, that Kevin Durant spot. Uh, but yeah, you know, it's fine. You know, it, it adds to the narrative if there is a narrative, I guess. I think he'll officially be a reserve. I think Paul George might be a reserve as well. But it looks like James Harden might have a tough time making it. Uh, I know the coaches decide, and maybe the coaches will respect game, but we'll see. Uh, do you do you do you think Jake that all three will get in, or just two out of three, or just one out of three? Let me say, for Steve Ballmer's sake, you better hope all three don't get in there. He <laughs> <laughs> ain't signed his deal yet, you know. What I mean, he might be waiting. He might be waiting to bet on himself. You know what I'm saying? Because that. So you so you're saying you know why you get in you already signed your deal everyone else you know f off like you know also Palmer's like hold on I think like the apocalypse is happening outside. <laughs> all right, well I hope you're okay. For, for all <laughs> all Steve Ballmer cares about Kawhi can get all NBA MVPs don't matter. You know what I say? But shit, you better hope that Harden and PG don't get soft. <laughs> that checkbook coming crazy. Uh, Jesse, do you do you think all three <laughs> might get in? Uh, I just feel like James Harden probably won't won't be in there for some reason. Uh, is it because uh, of his reputation? Or... Probably, I think so, mainly because of reputation. If it comes to, I can't say though. I think he's writing his narrative over a little bit. Like I'm starting to see the media be like, James has unlocked the Clippers, and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I've been seeing it so I think Bill Simmons or what? Yeah. Like type, type, you know. I think there's a there's a chance that uh maybe the coaches vote him in. Maybe the I coach. Was, I, I was thinking that I think like some coaches would respect his game enough to maybe let him in. Uh but yeah, we'll see. You know, they both have played games. I would say they're all eligible for MVP. Now, obviously, I know not. I don't think Paul George or James Harden's in that conversation, but Kawhi should be in that MVP conversation. You know, like. He he certainly he's played more games than a lot of the NBA players have. Uh, he's played certainly more games than Embiid. He's certainly played more games than Ben Simmons. Uh, <laughs> uh, I have Ben Simmons on a fantasy in my, in my fantasy basketball league, and that guy's been in my IL spot since like November, and I've been thinking about dropping him all year, and I just haven't yet. And I've lost weeks because Ben Simmons can't play. Uh, but back to the Clippers. Uh. It's yeah. I I think Kawhi's in for sure. Uh, I think PG probably, and James Harden's probably a long shot. If I if I were to say, yeah, but I don't know. You know, like uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna throw this out there. Uh, kudos to PG. You know, he's got that groin injury and he played back to backs this week. Uh, when we were worried, when we were worried about this team being serious going into this to this year, the, they've, they've proven that they've been pretty serious. We'll see if that carries into March. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, any other final thoughts on the Clippers before we head out, gentlemen? Yeah, everybody take their chance. Go bet the Clippers wherever they can. Plus nine hundred right now. It's a great value. Um, I think it's title year, man. I really think it is. I think, I think we're getting past the hump this year. At least going to the finals. You know, you know, I like my percentages. So I'm going to say, what's the percentage that we have? We get to the Western Conference Finals this year, if everyone stays healthy. Well, uh, Jesse, 
give it a ninety percent. Ninety percent. Uh, Jake. I'm, I'm like 90, 85%. I'm like right there too. Okay. Chance we win the Western Conference Finals. Jesse. Give myself. I'll say 90%. I think they have a good good chance. All right. Jake. Now, with this one, I'm going to go 50 50. And I only, okay. I only say that because last year I didn't believe in the Joker like that. And I fully expect to see the Joker in the Western Conference Finals. Okay. In that series, he's the best player, I think. So. Okay. Yeah, but are you considering the fact that he wants to race? I want an early <laughs> offseason. I'm just saying. No, I, I mean, he might get cooked before. We don't even know. Like, the the I think uh, I don't know if I said this publicly or not, but every first round matchup on the West is going to be a tough matchup for both teams, whoever yeah. it is. So the first the first seed playing the eighth seed because they might have to play the Lakers or the Suns in the first round. They might have to play the Mavericks in the first round or something like that. The Kings or something like that. So in I think this might be a year where like a seventh or eighth seed knocks off the first or second seed again. So uh we'll see. I think whoever the fourth and fifth seeds are, that's just gonna that's you know 50-50 matchup. Uh but I I'll put I'm gonna say it's around 80% we make it, I would say. Then after that, it's just, you know, it's you 1v1. I think it's a probably 85% chance. That if they get that far and they're healthy, I think they're winning it. Yeah. It might be worth to revisit this like later on after the trial, at the trade pod, after the trade deadline to see how we feel afterwards, right? Like, because yeah. it could be some big shifts. And I wouldn't be surprised if the Lakers make one. Right. Like, if the, if the Lakers do pull off getting Murray from the Hawks. Does that put them in the top six seed, or does that make them a dangerous playing team? You know what I mean. Like, you're not wrong there, Jesse. Or I gotta say, I gotta say mm-hmm. this like unlike other years where I was high on the Lakers, they're cooked. Like, even if they make a big move like that. And so I think, I think people are overlooking like the whole role player thing. We gotta mm-hmm. look at the two stars more. And like yeah. as that sounds, AD's playing wild. Blah blah blah. Still has no jump shot, cannot shoot the ball. He's like Clint Capella on steroids is what he plays like. Mm-hmm. While LeBron's jump shooting has came back, his defense has became atrocious. Not existing. I don't even think he's playing it. It's hard to say he's a bad defender when he's not even trying. Yeah, he plays one side of the ball. And yeah, he's still a top, maybe top five, top ten, whatever people want to name him. It's just, I don't think it's a recipe to win anymore. But that's just me. I could be... We we could go further into the year and they win the title and I'm standing here you know like an idiot. Oh uh, yeah. Uh, also, do we win Western Conference Finals if PJ plays or? Percent, hundred percent. We're not winning. Not winning that series. I'll tell you that much. If we see PJ Tucker playing, we're done. We're cooked. All right. Uh, all right then. Um, so that means we made it to the finals. What percentage are you saying if we were to be matched up with? Boston, Milwaukee, uh, who else is on uh, Sixers? I'm trying to think of top teams in the East right now on top of my head. Uh, we make it to the East, we make it to the NBA Finals. What are the percentages that we win it right now? Depends who we play. If we play Boston, I think we beat them. I'm gonna go six. You think so? Yeah, I just think we match up good. Uh, we've played small ball against Porzingis before. I think we have a recipe for them. All right. Uh, all right. If, it, if it's Boston, what's your percentage? 65. 
65, Jesse, if it's Boston, what is it? I, I absolutely agree with Jake. I think it's, I'll go a little bit higher. I'll go 75. All right, if it's Milwaukee, now with brand new head coach, the infamous Doc Rivers, who I feel like lowers their chances of getting past the second round. Uh, <laughs> uh, Jesse, if we're playing the Bucks, what is our percentage? I don't know why, but I'm scared. If we had that lineup, if we have this matchup, I just feel like it's not going to be in the Clippers' favor somehow. It's going to be Doc Rivers' redemption more than it is Clippers winning their first championship. And honestly, it scares me. I think there's a story there that the NBA gods might want. So I would go just because I just, there's no reason for it. I give him a 40% chance winning. I'm going to say 55. Yeah, same. I'm like in the 50%. My, my take is if the Clippers make it that far and they're healthy, there's no, it's like, this is it. This is, this is either happening or it's never happening kind of thing. Uh, but you know, Giannis's size is scary. Uh, I think uh, Dane doesn't entirely scare me, but we don't really have a. I guess Terrence Mann could probably keep him contained. Every other position, I trust that we're better off in. But like you know, players like Portis, Giannis, we don't really match up well against those kind of guys. So. All right, Philadelphia. Uh, percentage, Jesse. For that, like, if we're already there, James Harden is going to prove something. He's going to go off. He'll, he'll probably be Finals MVP in that series. I give them a sixty percent chance. Jake, hundred percent chance we beat Philadelphia in a series. Okay, I like that. I'm probably higher. Like, yeah, I'm like 70%. Uh, Embiid will probably go off for 35 40. He's going to look like he's NBA Finals MVP, but they're still going to lose every game by like eight to 10 points. <laughs> so, uh, all right, then the rest of one. The only other one I could think of that I think, um, maybe unless like New York makes a deal, I think Cleveland, uh, has some stuff to figure out. Uh, Pacers, you know, getting Pascal Siakam might make a little minor, uh, minor run in the playoffs. So, but if we played the Pacers in the finals, I think we we're all pretty confident we would win that series. So, all right. Um, I think that's it. We'll probably get together, uh, not this week, but the week after for, uh, the playoff, uh, for the trade deadline, I mean. And like you said, you know, like last year the Suns got Kevin Durant and our mindsets absolutely changed. I think we did an entire episode about how the Clippers season was toast because the Suns got Kevin Durant. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that could happen. Uh, I don't know if there's anybody above us that would make a bit. Like, I, the only team that I feel like might have the cap flexibility to pull something off would be the Thunder. Like, if they saw a way to, you know, trade some of their younger pieces and some draft picks and bring in a star, then they that would kind of scare me a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, um, yeah, all right. You can find our podcast where you find your podcasts. You can find us on X at LA Clips Forum. Come say hi. Tell us, uh, uh, give us your takes on PJ Tucker. Uh, and... Please don't cancel us when I wear a Josh Primo jersey next year.
and uh, Jesse, or not, well, Jesse, do you have anything you want to say? No, good. I think. I like I said, Jesse, not not that Jesse. <laughs> I think about Jake, buddy. Yeah, I was gonna say Jake, but I accidentally said Jesse, and I'm like, oh, Jesse has nothing to say. Uh, uh, Jake, do you have anything? Um. Yeah, I got a new project dropping pretty soon. Um. Yeah, that's it. I mean, uh, I'll I'll release everything when it drops. But yeah, thank you guys. Sounds good. All right. Uh, we we appreciate everyone. You guys could be doing anything with your time, anything with your time. But you spent to listen to us, and we appreciate we we appreciate it. Uh, we're out. Peace.